You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Welcome to the Ducks Unlimited podcast, the only podcast about all things waterfowl. From hunting insights to science-based discussions about ducks, geese, and issues affecting waterfowl and wetlands conservation in North America, we bring the resource to you. The DU Podcast with your host, Dr. Mike Brazier. Today we have a very special episode, and it's it's special for a number of reasons. One is we actually have four people that are going to be participating on this episode. The the other reason why it's special is because we have some very special guests. Now we're going to introduce those two folks here in a minute, but this is going to be a a follow-up discussion, you might say, on something that we discussed earlier in the year, Ducks Unlimited's National Scholarship Program. So we have with us a, a return guest, Mark Horowitz. Uh, Mark, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me back, man. It's now, remind me your, your title before we get this here. Manager of Youth and Education Programs. I was supposed to know that, but I, but I didn't. It's okay. I know you're a waterfowl scientist, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> and so then our two very special guests on this episode are actually two recent winners of our Ducks Unlimited National Scholarships, the 2021 recipients of our National Scholarship. Uh, First is McNeil Dinkins. McNeil, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. And then next is Max Shackelford. Max, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me as well. As I mentioned today, we're going to be talking about our National Scholarship Program, recent recipients. We're going to hear firsthand from them on why they got involved in Ducks Unlimited, how they got involved, and what it's like to be recipient of one of these awards. To start out, though, however, Mark, I'm going to come back to you. And first, I will encourage our listeners to go back to January, look up that episode where we talked in detail about the Ducks Unlimited National Scholarship Program. Uh, we're not going to cover all of that that detail here today. But Mark, for our new listeners, perhaps give us a high-level introduction to the, to the DU National Scholarship Program. How long has it been around and what is it? Sure. Thank you, Mike. So, very, very excited to be here. This is what I absolutely love. One of the things I love most about my role as manager of youth and education programs is working with young men like McNeil and Max and our varsity chapter program, which is our high school chapter program. Really, it, it started growing nationally, I'd say around 2013, 2014. And we realized pretty quickly that you know, these young men and women across the country are raising money for Ducks Unlimited. They're giving their time through sports and school and all the things that they do to give back to our mission. We wanted to recognize them. We wanted to reward them for the time that they put into to the Ducks. And so through a lot of discussion and working with our volunteers across the country and our board, we launched the program, the National Scholarship Program in 2017, and we awarded the first class of scholarships uh, in 2018, and we award 61 scholarships on an annual basis, and these are for graduating high school seniors, and these are for individuals looking to pursue a career in the educational field, whether it be two-year or four-year accredited college, and now we even offer it to those that are looking to go to maybe trade school or vocational school. So 
really, really glad to, to, to be here today in this setting with McNeil and Max. And we're starting to see it come full circle. The program was designed to give back to members and volunteers of the organization. And it's doing just that. And it's been a really, really cool project program to be a part of. And I just want to thank all the volunteers of Ducks Unlimited and the staff members of Ducks Unlimited that have made this possible. Absolutely. I echo every bit of that. And, and Mark, thank you for joining us here. Uh, you're going to kind of, you're going to stay here with us. I'll be here. You'll, you'll be here, but most of this is going to be a conversation with, uh, with Max and McNeil about their experiences with this program. And, and so we're just going to jump in. Uh, we're, we're going to jump right in here. McNeil, I want to come to you first. And this is an opportunity to introduce yourself to our listeners. Tell us where you come from and how you got involved with Ducks Unlimited. All right. Well, I was born in Jackson, Mississippi. I love Mississippi. So I've always been an outdoorsman. Like sports were never my thing. I tried out every single sport I could think of, and none of them really caught on. But the outdoors was my go-to. I've always been like deer hunting, duck hunting, dove hunting, anything, you name it. Ducks Unlimited was my first experience on how I could give back. And I met Stephen Bridwell before he was state chairman and Hunter Pridgen. And they talked me into uh, starting a um, varsity chapter at our school, Jackson Academy, that I was very fortunate to go to. That was my first click that I wanted to be part of Ducks Unlimited. And so I started our chapter, and I was, I've was i been chairman for about three years, and we've been going strong. And at the same time, I've been duck hunting and deer hunting with all my friends and my family, and life hasn't really changed, but it has changed in the fact that I have a new family, which is Ducks Unlimited. So that's really how I was brought up. But Ducks Unlimited was always in my life. I just never knew how I could be a part of it. Because, like, you see all the people who wear Ducks Unlimited hats, and they have Ducks Unlimited bags and stuff. And But once you actually get to, like, meet all the people, you, you never want to go out. And, like, that's one thing that's, like, been stuck in me is Ducks Unlimited is the place and the family to be a part of. Max Shackelford, uh, introduce yourself to our listeners. Where are you from and how did you get involved with Ducks Unlimited? Yeah, uh, so I'm a bit more local than McNeil. We're, uh, we're sitting in Memphis, Tennessee right now at Ducks Unlimited headquarters and my house is just about 20 minutes down the road. Um, I've been in Memphis since I was born here. Um, I love this place and I kind of grew up um, going hunting with my dad. That's sort of the... Uh, the thing that really got me first on the edge of Ducks Unlimited, at least. Um, but we more focused on dove hunting a lot because we just didn't really have any places to go duck hunting when I was younger. Um, but once I got into high school, I one of my best friends became a guy named Will Schusler, and his family is much more uh, of a duck hunting family than our family was. And he started taking my dad and I and even my little brother uh, on these hunting trips, and that's sort of how I first got into duck hunting. And then once I became a high schooler, I realized, oh my gosh, there's a Ducks Unlimited club already established here. Still in its kind of nascent years, um, our club was started back in 2015, um, back when I was a seventh grader at my school. But as soon as we got on campus... Will and I knew that that was the thing we wanted to do, and we've been hit the ground running, and for six years, I think we've done a really great job with our club. Um, together, he and I served as co-chairman of our chapter um, as juniors, and then this year as seniors, we sort of took a step back, still sort of staying in the leadership roles unofficially, but officially our uh, chairman's names were Kerrigan Solser and Dan Shell. But I, I always like to say that everyone's kind of doing the same job. You're all in the trenches together, raising money for DU, um, and the chairman's sort of just a title. I think this is, from so many different angles, this is really cool to, to have you and, and many others like you involved in Ducks Unlimited at this, at this age. And 
really taking a tremendous leadership role at that age. I can think back to whenever I was your age and, and younger, and, and we, didn't, we didn't have that. We didn't have our varsity programs. We didn't have our university, our varsity chapters and our university chapters. I guess we probably would have had university chapters might have been on the, um, on the horizon at that point, but I was obviously not, not associated with any of those until I got to college, of course. But at your, at your age, it did not have even the varsity chapters. So my introduction was through the traditional banquet system. I was a, a green wing. Did y'all come up through the through the? Were, did you attend banquets growing up? And were you a, a Ducks Unlimited green wing? I attended a few events. Um, my uncle was a really big part of Ducks Unlimited, so he was my real introduction to it. Um, and I knew of the green wing uh, like thing going on, but uh, I never had like the card that said I was a green wing. But um, I knew of it, but I that's not what brought me into Ducks Unlimited. So what about you, Max? Green Wing or attend the banquets? I have to confess up? that my exposure is probably even less than McNeil's. <laughs> I it was really high school when I sort of found this place. Um, middle school a little bit, mostly high school when it really started to get plugged into it. I think that's a great testament to the value of these of these programs. Uh, and, and I mean that we still have our Green Wing program. It's still gro- going strong, and it's certainly a role for that. But this is the age at which people are starting to develop leadership skills. And that's exactly what you guys have, and so we're able to engage you in 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 the conservation, uh, in the conservation field, quite frankly, and raising money to help help fund uh, conservation. So that's that's pretty cool uh, in that regard. So Max, I have a follow up question. I guess a follow up question for both of you. So just talk about your experience with with the chapter. What have you like? I've talked about how you've obviously given through your, of your time and raising money for conservation. Do you feel that you have gained from this process as well? I mean, it's, it's kind of a give and take. You like, what do you, do you think you've benefited from it as much as you have benefited conservation? Max? I'd have to say absolutely yes, because the, the guys that I'm participating in my chapter with are some of, like I said, Will Schusler, one of my best friends, and even that extended family of the few of us that are really, really active members, those are some of my best friends at school. Um, and without them, I mean, I don't know where I'd be. They're just so important to the life that I've built over these last four years or even six years going back into middle school. Yeah, without Ducks Unlimited, I could have had a very different high school experience um, because of the people that are involved. It's almost, and I know this may not be a, the best thing to say about it, but it's almost not even about the money. It's about the experience that you're building together, the memories almost. Um, because without those, it just it doesn't seem quite as important. Well, that's a that's a very common frame, uh, refrain throughout the organization. You Many people will say, I came for the mission, but I stayed for the people. And it sounds like that's kind of the, what you're experiencing as well. McNeil, has, do you feel the same way? Have you developed some friendships and relationships and maybe some additional skills because of what you've been able to do through the Ducks Unlimited chapter? 100%. I, I wouldn't say I was the most outgoing person before starting the chapter, and now you probably can't get me to stop talking. Uh, but well, That's why we have Clay monitoring the channels exactly. over there. We just turn it down, right? <laughs> yeah. So like a lot of people I've met, like uh, Max said, it's like Brooks McGee, my co-chairman. I had no clue who he was before I started the chapter, and now I consider him one of my great friends. It's just the people you meet and the experience you get is just unmatchable. Like when I was in started Ducks Unlimited. I didn't expect it to be like my main thing in life. Like obviously I expected to put a lot into it, but I didn't expect it to like literally it became my sport. 
I called it my sport because everyone else had football, baseball. I had Ducks Unlimited. Some people would call me Duck Boy at my school. I, I wasn't ashamed of it because I, I love Ducks Unlimited. It just showed you that like people realize what you're doing. And it the leadership role it gives you among your peers and with like adults and authority. I can talk to an adult without being intimidated or like hiding behind my dad. Like obviously I shouldn't do that at this age, but like I know people who do. And it gave me so many like benefits and gifts. That's amazing. I want to talk a little about the uh, about the, the the chapters themselves, your varsity chapters. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, these weren't around whenever uh, whenever I was your age. And we have Mark. You may have to chime in here and tell me uh, tell me how many of these we have. But there there we're still kind of early in our varsity chapter program, right, Mark? Is that fair to say? How many do we have across the country? Do you have a number, or you can kind of ballpark it if you don't have the exact number? Yeah, ball, ballpark. Mike is around sixty. Okay. Across the country. And, and we've talked about it largely got its the roots of the foundation began in North Carolina, although some will argue the first chapter was actually started in Kyreville, Tennessee. So there's a little bit of back and forth on that. We, but can, we can always argue. We can always, always argue yeah. that. But, but, but by and large, the program is growing. And I got to tell you, I mean, even just sitting here listening to what Max and McNeil are talking about, I got, I got a little glassy because I've been here eight years. And when we first started the program, it was just about how many we can get started to try to grow the program. And now being where I am eight years into it, it's about getting the opportunity to meet guys like Max and McNeil and to hear their stories and to meet their dad and to hear their passion that they have for the organization and what it's given back to them. And so I feel like we're doing our job. We can always do it better, but this is the best part of my job right yeah. here. For the, for our listeners that may not be familiar with with our varsity chapters, uh, tell us, McNeil. I'll give you kind of first shot here, and then Max, you can follow up on any 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 of this later. Tell our listeners about how do they get started. I mean, you're a perfect example here to talk about how something gets started. Who do you bring into this? Is it restricted to a certain ages? Who's involved? How much outside help do you get? I mean, what? And then how many banquets do you put on? What type of events do you? For someone that knows nothing about a a varsity Ducks Unlimited chapter. What's your what's your spiel to them? So our varsity chapter was specifically high school, so ninth through twelfth. At our school, it's not very common for clubs to have below ninth grade. So our members are all ninth grade to twelfth graders. Starting one, I would never say is easy because that's not the point. It's supposed to be hard. It's supposed to be a challenge. But the people you get help you make it easy. So when I started our chapter, I was a sophomore. I had, like, it was probably my second year at Jackson Academy, or my third real year at Jackson Academy. And I was talking to seniors who I'd never talked to in my life. And as a sophomore talking to seniors, I felt like some little kid. And I had seniors who always had my back. Uh, One specifically, Hunter Wilkerson. He was always there with me. And he was a good friend of my older brother, who was a junior at the time. But um, he... It was a huge part of the chapter. And it's like all the kids who joined our first chapter and current are the reason the chapter's still alive. I, it, I, I could never say I'm the reason the Jackson Academy chapter exists because it's all the high school kids who are like, hey, I like that. I want to I be a part of that. And they joined, which helped us a lot. So we went from having maybe 40 members the first year to now we – have are pushing a hundred and it and it's funny to see also like 
we've only been a chapter for three years and we have family lines already in it. So far, I'm a Dinkins and there's been three Dinkins in it. And Hunter Wilkerson, who I just mentioned, he was in it. His dad is now our advisor because he works for Jackson Academy and he's been a huge help. I consider him an angel in my life. Um, and his little sister's also in it. So we already have close to three generations. And then my little sister is going to be in it next year once she's a ninth grader. So the varsity chapter system is just amazing because it gave all of us, not just me as chairman, but every single high school student who joined it, an opportunity to see into a world they may not have even been a part of in the beginning. And so, Max, let's talk about the uh, – I mean, you can share – follow up on that with any anything that you wanted to in terms of yeah, – I think the the chapter was already established at, at your school, right? But, 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 but then the other thing I wanted to hear about are the type of events, the type of fundraising that occurs at the varsity level. So to quickly sort of share uh, my side of the starting ch- a chapter concept um, that McNeil just kind of shared – our chapter began the year I got to MUS um, as a seventh grader. So we've been running for six years now. Um, however, I wasn't really involved in setting it up and, you know, going out and recruiting members. Um, we were pretty well established by the time I was old enough to start thinking about that kind of thing. But the type of events we run, and this may be different from chapter to chapter, I'm not really sure. Uh, we try to do, we may have three sources of income I always like to tell people. The first one is a football tailgate. So every year at our rivalry game, MUS versus CBHS, we will have a tailgate um, and we'll have a raffle ticket sale, cook wild game, all that kind of stuff. Um, And that's sort of a low income event, but it's a good way to kick off the year um, and get new ninth graders, you know, even seventh graders and eighth graders quickly involved in the club because it's really easy to sell raffle tickets. And I will admit the Ducks Unlimited Club is probably, I would not be able to walk up to a person and ask them for money um, without having been in the Ducks Unlimited <laughs> Club uh, because that's sort of a skill, maybe not asking for yourself necessarily, but asking for sure. a different organization that you're a part of is an extremely hard thing to do and it can be extremely daunting. You could end up hiding behind your dad, as McNeil said um, earlier. And without Ducks Unlimited, I wouldn't have learned that skill Um but we start with the football tailgate, and then in the spring we have our banquet, which is very traditional um, in regards to usual DU banquets, live auction, tier raffle, that kind of thing. Um, and we almost always have it, strangely enough, at DU headquarters because it's so convenient that we live um, here in Memphis, or in DU happens to be located here as well. And then our third, sor- third source is kind of what political people like to call uh, grassroots fundraising, where you just go out and ask people on a whim, you know, old alumni of MUS that want to give back and happen to be duck hunters as well, even just random dads that happen to have a kid at the school. You can go out and ask them, hey, we don't really have an event going on, but CBHS is kind of beating us by $500 right now. Could you give me $501 so we could be beating them in total fundraising um, money? So those are sort of the three ways that our chapter tends to raise money. You mentioned rivalry a couple of times, so we kind of have to go there. You mentioned on-the-field rivalries. Do those do those rivalries spill over to the – well, I know they do because you kind of talked about it. They spill over to the fundraising through Ducks Unlimited if there are varsity chapters at, at each of those schools, right? I would honestly admit that uh, the MUS Ducks Unlimited Club and the CBHS Ducks Unlimited Club have a more bitter rivalry than the MUS football team or the CBHS football team. <laughs> now, some football players might disagree with me, but they haven't seen some of our DU events, I bet, because it gets pretty intense. Um, there, We have a trophy 
All it is is a duck call, and it's got a little wooden base. And on one side, it's MU, it has a big U on it, which is our school symbol. And on the other side, it has a CB on it, which is CBHS's symbol. Um, and each side is a different color. And each of us take that duck call to our uh, spring banquet every year. And if you know, we've got an item that's not really getting bid on. It just isn't really getting any traction with the crowd. The auctioneer will just be, be like, turn the duck call to the purple side, boys. Um, and purple is CBHS's color. So everyone will get a little bit angry and start <laughs> bidding um, to make sure that CBHS doesn't win. McNeil, same thing. You have a rival? Yes. Yeah, so Jackson Academy and Jackson Preps DU chapters uh, are competing. Obviously, it's all fun and games. But similar to what Max said, I would say the Ducks Unlimited chapters have more of a like fight than the football teams. And our football teams can get at it. But uh, it's really funny because though our J and prep chapter are against each other, we both like extremely support each other. Because it's all for the same thing. We always say do it for the Ducks. We all like the same thing. We're all doing the same thing just in different chapters. It's a rivalry, but we understand that like it's all fun and games. And their chairman's like one of my great friends. So <laughs> I can't really get too angry at him. It's impressive what these groups are able to do. And I have just a couple of numbers here to illustrate that. Remembering that I mean, last year was a crazy year all around, and no aspect of our livelihoods was spared the effects of a global pandemic, right? Fundraising, um, you know, was certainly challenged in, a, in extraordinary ways. Despite all of that, both of your chapters were able to raise money in rather impressive ways. Uh, so, McNeil, I, I think your you had an event, I don't, it may be in December. How much did y'all raise during that one single event, event it, with the pandemic uh, going on in the background? Yeah, so we usually do our event right before duck season starts. So duck season starts the day after Thanksgiving. So ours is probably like the weekend before. This year with COVID, we had a lot of sponsors who were extremely supportive, but they just weren't able to support us with funds. Um but we raised about $20,000, probably a little bit more with COVID, which was extremely shocking to me because obviously everyone took a huge hit from uh, COVID. But uh, it was it really showed the DU support that we were able to get because that's probably some of the most we, – we only have one event in the fall. And we try doing some stuff in the spring if we can, but in the fall events are a big event. And we probably made more money in COVID than any years where we didn't have COVID. Wow. And Max, you mentioned that you all, your, your chapter had several events this past year. Over the course of the year, what amount of funding were y'all able to raise for Ducks Unlimited? Um, I guess I should clarify that a little bit. Um, this year, we actually were not able to have our football tailgate um, because we do have to get permission from uh, the MUS administration to have that. And with COVID, they just weren't comfortable. Yeah, it's good that you clarify that because we don't want them listening to this and thinking that you, right. you know, held something <laughs> without permission. <laughs> um, but this year, we were still able to do the the grassroots fundraising as i said and also our spring banquet because uh restrictions were beginning to relax and the school was also more comfortable with having big events um with a lot of people involved so our event this year would you like a number was sure that yeah an approximation if you have it um so we were looking i believe our live auction did about thirty eight thousand dollars um maybe maybe a bit more i can't quite remember the exact number um, and overall, probably somewhere near $45,000 um, just at our live auction or just at our uh, spring banquet this past March. So we always do our event in the spring. You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient. 
and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Mark, I may need, I may want you to comment on this on this next question here. But uh, so that was great, great background and great talk on our uh, on our varsity chapters. And thank you tremendously for your leadership and your role in those in those chapters. We're going to talk here a little bit later on about future plans and where Ducks Unlimited is going to factor in in your future plans. But right now, I want to talk a little bit about the awards themselves uh, and and you being recipients of those. We had two recipients, each of you, of the national scholarship this year. It's a $10,000 scholarship. Mark, I believe this was the first time we've ever awarded two scholarships in one year. It absolutely was, Mike. And, you know, hats off to our president, um, Mr. Doug Schoenrock, and to our senior vice president over youth and education, Mr. Harold Cannon. They got together um, based on the fact that we had a dead heat. I mean, you look at these two gentlemen and what they've accomplished throughout their varsity career with Ducks Unlimited, but also what they've done respective to their communities and in their schools. And they made the decision that we were going going to award two this year. And I think it was a very good decision, job well done, and very, very well deserved. And so I, I think I also understand that y'all were notified of of you being the recipient of this award, award through a phone call from our president. Is that right? So, uh, Max, what was that like? Did, I mean, how, did he, how did he get your phone number to begin with? I'm sure that's something we took care of on the inside, on the inside but were you uh, ex- expecting a phone call from the president of Ducks Unlimited? Uh, so, well, Mr. Horvitz had actually texted me that morning, I believe, and said, expect a phone call this afternoon about, it must have been about 2 o'clock or so, I don't quite remember, um, and I was kind of worried, actually, because I had um, a test for an award. Like a, one of our school gives away certain awards based on um, a score you make on a test, like graduation awards. And I had one of those tests that afternoon at 2 o'clock. Um, so I was sitting in the room watching my phone eagerly, hoping the call would come in a little bit early so that I wouldn't be late or have to walk in a little to the uh, testing room a little bit late. And I suddenly saw uh, a Mississippi area code number come up on my phone at about 158 or so. And I got on the phone and I thought it was Mr. Horvitz calling me. Um, and I addressed him as Mr. Horvitz because I guessed he was calling from an office phone or something. But it turned out it was Doug Schillenrock, Um and he corrected me and then told me, I'm pleased to tell you that you got um, this scholarship and I probably squealed a little bit. Um, probably not one of the most dignified moments, but I was extremely excited um, to hear about it. McNeil, you have a similar experience. Did you did you squeal upon learning that uh, you were the recipient of the national award? Um, I can't say I squealed, but <laughs> I was on the way to the doctor with my mom and Mr. Mark texted me or no, he called me first and I missed the call because I was on an exam. And then he texted me and I was freaking out. I, I was like, oh, I just missed my chance. I just missed my chance. Like, even if it was one of the like, smaller scholarships, I still would have been just as excited. Then Stephen Bridwell, the state chairman, I had just met with him actually like 30 minutes before. And um, he, he said, hey, you're getting an important call today. Pick up. I was like, okay, yes, sir. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, so I was in, my, in the car with my mom going to the doctor. And uh, Mr. Doug called me, and I answered. I was like, hello? And he he told me, just like he told Max, I'm excited to tell you that you got the scholarship. And I didn't squeal, but I definitely had a few <laughs> tears in my eyes. I, I didn't want to be given anything back from Ducks on the because this is how I gave back. But when I got it, I, I can't say I didn't cry, but uh, it, it was an extremely touching moment. And it was obviously extremely uh, 
like important to me that um, Mr. Doug called me. Mark, this is it's pretty cool sitting across the uh, sitting across the table from these these two guys. Uh, you've told me that the competition was was intense for these these scholarships. These two guys here are pretty dang impressive, and so you know I, I'd have to say I, I don't know what any of the other applicants looked like. These certainly look like uh, deserving recipients of this. It's really. Man, I mean, I, th- I think back to whenever I was a graduating senior, and, and there's no way that I had the level of, and some people will probably say I still don't have the level of maturity and well-spokenness as, as these two. So I mean, this has to be really thrilling for you. As you said earlier, you almost it almost got a little dusty in here, you know? Yeah, I did. I did get a little glassy, as my wife calls it, um, just because you can see what what fine young men these are. And I agree with you, Mike. When I look back to my high school career, and the only thing I was worried about was sports and kind of making my grades mm-hmm. and where I was going to college. And I wish we'd have had a, a program like this when I was in high school, but not just with, with Max and McNeil. I uh, will say I've had the privilege of working with all of our scholarship recipients, and we had uh, 59 other recipients this year. I've received handwritten thank you letters. I've received emails and phone Phone calls, and I actually was able to call some of our um, varsity scholarship winners at the $500 level, and just to see their appreciation and find out where they're going to school, it's just so humbling and rewarding. And it also gives me a chance to get to know them and also promote our college chapter program, which I know we'll talk about in a little bit, but it's so cool to be able to see the natural progression. Max coming up through seventh and eighth grade, so the high school program, and McNeil starting a chapter, and then, you know, going to college, I'm sure there will be opportunities for them to get involved there as well. Mark, that's actually a great segue into into that very thing. I want to talk about that right now, about the university chapters. And so you're, you're both graduating seniors, and as Mark mentioned at the outset, these are scholarships to be applied towards secondary education education in various forms, whether four-year or, or two-year or technical uh, technical schools now. So, Max, let me let me go start with you. What are your future plans? And uh, tell us if there is a Ducks Unlimited University chapter on the, or that's part of that. Yeah, so uh, I'm headed to Davidson College um, in right outside of Charlotte, North Carolina um, this fall. And currently, Davidson does not have an established Ducks Unlimited club, um, unfortunately. However, they do have a pretty, uh, how do I say, a pretty, a very active uh, Davidson Outdoors program, Um, camping, hiking, that kind of thing, Um, which makes sense with where they're located right near the Appalachian Mountains and lots of easy access to nature and all of that. So I can't imagine that should be very difficult to find some kindred spirits up there. Um, And maybe a Ducks Unlimited club is in the cards in the next four years to get started up at Davidson. Uh, I would really love to stay connected with the organization as, as a whole. And if it's not possible to get a solid club started at Davidson, then just going to events in North Carolina and giving back however I can, I'll do my best to continue with that at least. Well, you certainly have good connections within within Ducks Unlimited here, and it shouldn't be any problem at all to hook you up with the regional director in that area and kind of give you a good head start on getting that chapter, uh, that chapter going. And what are your plans in terms of study. I just want to learn a little bit more about you, your personal your personal interests and educational aspirations here. Yeah, so uh, I studied Latin for five for the last five years. I so was I, not expecting um, that. It, I it, a lot of people <laughs> don't. Uh, it's kind of a weird thing that not a lot of people don't do anymore. But I really love doing it, probably because I didn't have to speak very much, um, which is nice. In fact, I didn't have to speak at all when you're in Latin, just writing and reading, uh, which is very attractive to me because speaking another language seems like an insurmountable task when you're at the beginning. Um, 
So I would probably continue with Latin in college, at least with a minor, and then probably a major in English um, with intent to either go work at a uh, publishing company, publishing novels, being an editor, hopefully, or teaching um, in some capacity, high school, college, whatnot. That's excellent. McNeil, let's go to you now and tell us about your future plans. And is there a university chapter uh, as part of that? So at Mississippi State, I'm going to Mississippi State. They do have a chapter, and they also have a rivalry with Ole Miss. Uh, So I'll be hopping on board that train and uh, hoping we can give Mississippi State some wins in their little competition they have going on. I'm very excited about being a part of their chapter and continuing my time with Ducks Unlimited. Um, I'll be hopefully double majoring in industrial engineering and entrepreneurship at Mississippi State. Uh, I'm very excited about that. I, I, not my whole life. I haven't been excited about going to college. Uh, I've always loved Mississippi and Jackson, and I love my hometown. So leaving too far for too long has never been like a thing I've been excited about. But getting to see all the stuff I'm gonna be able to do, and honestly, even Mississippi State DU chapter is like an enticement. Is I. I'm ready for a new chapter in life, and Mississippi State is that place for me. And I think you will find that there is there's probably somebody associated with that current Ducks Unlimited chapter at uh, at Mississippi State that that's going to have something in common with you. Uh, last year's recipient of our national award, Betsy Newble, she's still involved in our in our university chapter there at Mississippi State. So we're going to start wrapping up now, but I do have a uh, a couple of or at least one follow up question for for each of you and and. And so you've each had multiple years where you've spent as uh, associated with the Ducks Unlimited varsity chapters. And so here is, I, I guess, a couple of things. Here is your chance to sell a listener that may be thinking about that, maybe hearing this and saying, how do I get involved in that? Maybe I want to, maybe I don't. Max, What's your what's your pitch to that person? And you can you can to encourage them to find a way to get involved. And you can reference any story or favorite memory or favorite experience of yours as uh, as the reason for doing so. Yeah. So we uh, we kind of started talking talking about community and you know the real re- the major reason that I really loved uh, being a part of the MUS Ducks Unlimited Club was because of the connections and relationships that I had there. And some of my best friends ended up being a part of that club. And honestly, that's the, that's the easiest way to pitch it. And I guess I'll, I'll give you one story from, I guess it must have been my sophomore or freshman year. Um, I sound like a young, like an old man talking about it, I <laughs> it guess. Happens but it, it, yeah, it happens quick. Yeah, it happens quick. It wasn't that long ago, but it feels like <laughs> it was a long time ago. Um, and so it was, it was one of those two years. We were out on the football stadium uh, selling raffle tickets. We had, we had a deadline uh, for when we were going to start pulling tickets to give away prizes or to at least decide who had won the prizes. And all the, t- the tickets, just this really long piece of paper, and you, you know, write down your email address, phone number, name, rip it up, take the money from the person and move on. But the bucket was kind of low. It didn't really seem like we had sell- sold all that many tickets. We still had a bunch left, a bunch of uh, blank tickets. So basically what we did was we gave the seniors, upperclassmen, just handed blank raffle tickets to younger kids and said, go use your cute faces, your high voices, whatever, and ask moms for $10 bills out of their purses. So I must have gone out there and sold at least 15 or 20 more raffle tickets and had to go back and get a couple more. By the time we were done, the bucket was full. I mean, it was hilarious. It got to the point where you'd walk out and you, your pen would run out of ink 
Because, I mean, they gave us those cheap Ducks Unlimited pens um, that you use at the front <laughs> I desk. Uh, I mean, it's just the little plastic ones, the green skinny ones yeah. uh, that are really good if you're just, like, signing your name. But, man, if you're having 25 people sign a raffle ticket, eventually something's got to run. Uh, you'd have to go back constantly because people were – I mean, when you get into that situation at a football game, tension's running high, the game's going on, and some kid asks you for $10, you just kind of do it. Uh that was a great memory. Pay you ten dollars just to just to just to uh, shut to, up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's all, all sorts of different tactics to be played, right? Uh, McNeil, kind of the same question to you. Uh, what and what are you telling people? And and have you told people as the reason why they should get involved? And and including any of the favorite stories or memories that you would have experienced over the past three or four years. So everyone thinks of Ducks Unlimited as like a hunting club at our school. There's a lot of hunters in the club, but so I always get asked, I don't hunt. I don't duck hunt. Like, I, I wouldn't fit in this club. I'm just like, it's it's not a hunting club. It's a conservation club. And a lot of people, you'd think they joined to be, like, just for a resume booster. But then you see them, like, they don't even hunt. Like, they've never been in, like, the duck hunting, like, niche of the world. And they see all these people, and it's a whole new world for them. So that's, like, one thing I've loved seeing is people, like, it's it's almost like experiencing a different culture. It kind of is. And so it's incredible to see like the people's like eyes light up when they see all these super cool things. I have one friend, never duck hunted, never considered duck hunting in his life. He probably killed more ducks than me this year. And I duck hunt a lot. <laughs> and so uh, it's it's just like getting out in the community and having that support. I, I have more contacts in my phone now than I could ever imagine having before starting the chapter. And I have plenty of stories, but one of my favorite stories is our second event ever. We probably had 150, 200 people show up to our event. And it was during the live auctions. And <laughs> it was two people going at it for one item. I believe it was probably the gun of the year or one of the guns. And uh, it went 500, 600, 700, 800. And eventually this dad let his kid start bidding. So his his kid probably... 11, um, maybe a little younger than that, was flipping the ticket. And it got up to 900. The opposing guy flipped his ticket. And our auctioneer, uh, Dwight, he he said 1,000. That kid flips the ticket. And the dad goes, no, 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 no. <laughs> and, and the thing is, I think it was for one of the chances. So we would have like 10 duck calls for a chance at the gun of the year. Yep, that's what it was. I just remembered it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, he, and so he paid $1,000. For a duck call, technically. Yeah. And his dad, he, luckily his dad was a really good sport and we really appreciate the support of his dad. Uh, <laughs> his dad's been at all of our events since. Um, and his dad paid the money, but uh, it was, it was definitely a scary event because he, the kids started crying and stuff. And, and like even Dwight Auctioneer, uh, who is actually our previous state chairman before Stephen Broodwell, uh, even Dwight was like, uh, sir, are you are you sure about that? And uh, but it was it was all for the ducks. So eventually, it all turned out great. And uh, I was called to um, console the kid, but and I'm actually good friends with the kid now. Uh, he's obviously older a little bit, but um, we all smile and laugh at that same story now. 
sounds like that kid is destined to be the next uh, chair of a varsity chapter for Ducks Unlimited. Right? I hope so. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of skill that you need to have, right? Exactly. Money for conservation. I, I thought that was a great message, though, that you used there, McNeil, to say it's it's not a it's not a hunting club. Don't think of it that way. It's a conservation club, and that really is what Ducks Unlimited is about. We were established by hunters and have hunters as the core of our of our base and of our membership, and always will be. But wetland conservation that benefits waterfowl benefits a host of other people as well. And I mean, it's just people, people like to be part of something bigger than themselves. And Ducks Unlimited provides an avenue for that through the conservation of wetlands, which benefits from the standpoint of hunting and waterfowl populations and a whole host of other things, clean water. And people that, that are associated with Ducks Unlimited are hearing that message more and more now. And so it's really cool that you are at the, at at, at your young age, are already using that same message. It is really about the conservation that provides a diversity of benefits. So, guys, this has been this has really been cool. It's been neat to have y'all here in Memphis. Thanks for for coming in and, and joining us for this episode. Thanks tremendously for your leadership with the varsity chapters over the years. Hopefully, Max, you'll be able to get involved in a in a in a chapter. It, maybe you'll start a chapter at Davidson, or otherwise get involved in a local chapter in proximity to that and and McNeil certainly at Mississippi State look forward to your your involvement there I make it down to Mississippi State every now and then it seems like I'm always I have some friends that are always associated with that chapter and so about every year I get an invitation to come down and, and attend one of the banquets I've not been able to do so yet but uh, maybe I will. Maybe I'll run into you there again. But uh, Mark, any final words from you? The Thank you for joining us here. I, I do want to say that. And thank you for all the work that you've done with with regard to the varsity chapters but and, and our university chapters as well. Any final words from you? No, I just appreciate y'all having me. And again, congratulations. It's it's an honor to be able to meet both of you in person, Max. I've being from Memphis and seeing you at some events, but McNeil, first time I met you and your father John, who drove you up here, um, or yeah, I guess would be up here from Jackson. Um, but really, really, just so proud of both of you and what you guys represent for Ducks Unlimited and for your communities and for your families. So thank y'all, Max. Thank you for being here. Thank you, McNeil. Same to you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. This is awesome. A special thanks to our guest on today's episode, McNeil Dinkins and Max Shackelford, the recipients of the 2021 Ducks Unlimited National Scholarships. Also, thank our other guest here, Mark Horowitz with Ducks Unlimited's Youth and Education Program. And as always, we thank our producer, Clay Baird, for the great work that he does here on the podcast and getting these out to you. And then, of course, to you, the listener, we thank you for your time and joining us, and we thank you for your support, passion, and commitment to wetlands and waterfowl conservation. Thank you for listening to this episode of the DU Podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And visit www.ducks.org slash dupodcast for resources based on today's topics, as well as access to more episodes. Opinions expressed by guests do not necessarily reflect those of Ducks Unlimited. Until next time, stay tuned to the Ducks. You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com.